News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. I'm joined by Caroline O'Doherty, uh, environment correspondent with the Irish Independent, who is in Dubai at COP28. Caroline, I don't know how much of what you heard of what we were saying there. A- am I wrong? Is this not extraordinary, the kind of language coming out of COP28 this year? It was shocking, you know, and unfortunately it lived up to the cynicism that yeah. a lot of us had, you know, from early year, early in the year when um, we were first told that, you know, the UAE were, we knew the UAE were going to host this event. Uh, we didn't expect them to put the head of the National Oil Company in charge of it. Um, so, yeah, so even with that as a background, uh, you know, we had the, the feeling with a lot of the, uh, you know, NGOs here and campaigners here was that, well, look, it, we have to make the best of this. And let's use the fact that he belongs to the fossil fuel world um, to build on any kind of chink of light, you know, and change that he, he can deliver. Because if he if he makes if he moves forward towards a phase out of fossil fuels, then he represents fossil fuel industry. So they listen. That was the hope. How naive we all were. Um, so yeah, there's a still a, it's still a lot of shock and dismay yeah. around this. He he hasn't spoken out apart from through. He, his, he got um, quite tetchy as well, didn't he? He got quite tetchy with with Mary Robinson. He 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 wasn't exactly unruffled, unruffled by it all. Very quickly, he got he got annoyed and very quickly. And the difficulty is, we are only starting. The world leaders have all gone home as of today. It's all the delegations who do uh, the real work are here. The intensive negotiation really heats up now from now on, and that's going to be difficult. Yeah. And the head of the, the head of the, of COP, who is called the president, it's their job to kind of keep everybody moving, keep everybody talking, identify where the log jams are, find solutions around it. You know, he's kind of the cheerleader. He's the chairman. He's their managing director. You know, you really need a strong character who believes what he's doing. Um, and now that is all in doubt. Has has what he has said set a tone for COP. Obviously, there's been criticism as well of our own Taoiseach Lear Varadkar that his language was a little, uh, well, he's been accused of being evasive, in fact, but 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 that his language w- was less than adamant about the, uh, I suppose, eradication of the use of fossil fuels. He was using terms like reduction. Uh, is this a very mealy-mouthed COP? It, it, has the tone been set by some of the commentary? And is it a bit of a write-off? Look, you know, they started on a on a good note. Um, the loss and damage funds money is now pouring into that at this as we speak because that was agreed on day one and it wasn't expected to be. It was the, the bones of an agreement were there, but it wasn't expected to be passed through. So people were singing Al Jabra's praises after day one, uh, and you know, people like me had to maybe suspend our cynicism and so say, maybe, maybe he's going to run a good cop. Unfortunately, you know, and there have been a few developments since. There's a there's a possibility of getting a declaration in the final agreed text next week. You know, the countries will agree to really treble renewable energy output by 2030. Now, look, at there's all sorts of practical obstacles to that. But even getting it in a text would, you know, concentrate minds, if you like. And then when you concentrate minds, you concentrate finance yeah. and investment. Um, and, okay. you know, about 118 countries have signed up to this so far. But now you're feeling, well, will that peter out too? We just don't know. It's a bit directionless yeah. at the minute and he's not doing press conferences. Look, so we don't even get to get in there and try to ask questions. All him. right. Look, look. thank you for speaking to us from Dubai this morning. That is Caroline O'Doherty there, Environment Correspondent with the Irish Independent. And for more on this, we're also joined by uh, Friends of the Earth Chief Executive, Ushin Coughlin. Good morning to you, Ushleen. Good morning. Uh, uh, <laughs> 
I'm not really sure what to say <laughs> insofar as it does seem to me that we're having a climate uh, Shane mentioned you know the the, the fox in the, in the hen house it, it does seem to me that that is what we're looking at here I mean, certainly many of us were very cynical when he was appointed, but I did like his line when he did once give a press conference and say, well, nobody complained when the UK uh, chaired the COP. So we did feel it to give this small Middle Eastern state the chance to do it well. And there was the hypothesis, kind of Caroline alluded to it, that there'd be the, the Ian Paisley hypothesis, that he was, because he, of who he was... Keep them he, inside the tent, sort of thing. He was the man to lead the charge. And that day one agreement on loss and damage was a surprise. And, was, and what, what it showed was he felt he needed to prove himself. Okay. So... Now, it they, also might have shown that they have quite a lot of money, the United well, yeah, exactly, Arab Emirates, exactly. that, and that money isn't the issue, but they certainly don't want to yes. d- decouple themselves from fossil fuels. So, sorry, I, sorry, I just want to kind of to, to ask you though, was it a mistake to have it there in the first place because of what we're now seeing, or or is Shane Coleman made the point that maybe he's representative of quite a lot of people in the world? Do we need to try and bring Sultan Al Jaber with us? So, so do you need him in 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 the in the tent, as it were, inside the room? Because otherwise, what's the point? We, we won't get anywhere. Well, it is certainly, you know, asking the poacher to be the, the gamekeeper. So, like, it's certainly, it, you know, the benchmark remains the same. We need a deal that, that limits global warming to as near as possible to 1.5 degrees. If he can deliver that, if, if he can put the words in the text that, that commits countries to doing what we need, well, then I don't mind who he is. Uh, and Caroline mentioned some of the elements that are, you know, potentially fit, sl- slotting into place, and that's the trebling of renewables and a doubling of energy efficiency. Because obviously, the cheapest and best way is just to save energy in the first place through retrofitting and all those. Of course, things. we see that we see that report today in the Irish media that ninety five percent of experts in, in renewable energy systems say that we are nowhere near going to re- sure. reach, now, our, reach our targets. Uh, listening to the coverage of that, of that report, it was effectively saying, and therefore these are the things the government needs to do if we're going to get on track. But the, the actual broader point I want to make is that just just tripling renewables are doubling energy efficiency on its own isn't enough. We have to make sure we actually reduce fossil fuels because what we're seeing at the moment is solar and wind are taking off. They're very cheap and reliable and between them and efficient now. But we're not actually reducing the pollution side. So you have to do both. And here's where it comes back to, back to him. I think and there's a challenge for the Irish government too. Well, I think what happened uh, in that interview, which is from before the COP a, few, a couple of weeks ago, it was very clarifying. It showed his, his double mindset. It, he, and now we need to decide, the rest of the world needs to decide, well, where do we stand on this? And that was my challenge to the Irish government of the weekend, because I did think Leah's language was, to borrow a phrase from the Irish Yeah, I was process. going to ask you about that as well. But I thought it was destructively ambiguous, he, 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 as opposed he, he, to constructively he, he, ambiguous. He, he talked about reduction rather than eradication. Well, yes. Of, fo- of so, fossil fuels. Yes, and the language in the text of the last year is the debate between phase out and phase down. So, like, are you going all yes. the way or are you going some other way? And even phase down would have been kind of preferable to what he said because you kind of said, like, re- reduction, you can go from 90% rely- relying on fossil fuels to 85%. That's a planned reduction. So so there's there's two, a few questions for the government now. One is, where does Micheál Martin, Eamon Ryan and Leo Radker stand? Are they with Al Jaber or are they with Mary Robinson, Antonio Guterres and the scientists like Michael Mann? On that sort of moral, simple question. But on the precise sort of details then, it's really, for Leo, it's a question of, how far do you, does he appreciate how far we have to go off yeah. fossil fuels? And I was checking with the, with the science over the weekend. Basically, the International Energy Agency, not Friends of the Earth, says the scenarios for net zero mean you have to have 95% reduction by 2050. Okay. So will Leo say he understands that's the case? Uh, so you're hoping for some clarification? Yeah, one on last thing. They can, they, Colombia became the 10th country over the weekend to come out in support of a fossil fuel non-proliferation treaty, to be clear about fossil fuels specifically. Ireland, again, has been on the fence on that. It's been pushed by the small island states who we relied on to get in the security council of the UN. We owe them now. We should come out and, and, and say we're in favour of a treaty like that too, which would be more specific on fossil fuels themselves. Interesting. And one thing I think I'll, I'll 
Sultan Al Jaber, his, his what he has said is it, it, certainly for people like me, he's pushed me off the fence into yeah. whoa, what are you talking about? Even I can see that you're 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 gone way too far in this. Can I ask you a last thing because it's also in the news currently the comments by Eamon Ryan about us moving towards this idea of, of capturing carbon and storing it. Is that a good idea in your view, well, Machine? This this is the kind of the same debate as like, but how much are you relying on that for? So the scenarios, the global scenarios, do tend to say that you might be relying on carbon capture and storage for 5% in, of the reductions in 2050. And that may be, may be inevitable. But the way what we people like Fence Dirt don't like is when, is when Leo sort of talks about that now, it kind of comes across like instead of doing the reductions. Well, it was Eamon Ryan talking about yes, it. Yes, but, but it was clear he was talking about steel and, and, and cement, which are very hard to make without causing pollution. So if you use carbon capture for those, for a small percentage of your overall emissions, that's fine. But Leo kind of tended to be the techno-optimist sort of, well, maybe we'll see how much we have to reduce because we can just use technology. Now we have to start now reduce, like <laughs> reducing uh, fossil fuels while also looking at all the other options. Thank you for speaking to us this morning. That is Ushin Coughlin there who's the CEO of Friends of the Earth. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.